What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode here on the Prospect Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest on the show for a very special interview. He is the head coach of the Savannah Bananas, Coach Tyler Gillum. Coach Gillum has been coaching for 11 years and is in his ninth year in South Mountain Community College in Phoenix, Arizona. Coach Gillum has currently served as the infield coach, third base coach, and director of player development at SMCC. Coach Gillum has compiled many achievements with his time at SMCC with 63 D1 transfers, six draft picks, and an overall record of 292-170. and 170. The Coach Gillum is now entering his third season coaching the Savannah Bananas. The Savannah Bananas are a Coastal Plain League summer ball team. The Coastal Plain League consists of 16 teams throughout North and South Carolina, consisting of some of the top college prospects from around the country. If you guys have not heard of the Bananas, well, this is a great time to really get to know them. So on Instagram, they are at the Sav Bananas, as well as on TikTok. And combining these two social media pages, they have close to 400,000 followers. They really, over the last six months here, have really taken their fan base and expanded it tremendously. I really wish I could put into words how this team makes me feel. Uh, It's really awesome to see this kind of stuff going on in baseball. They're absolutely hilarious and make baseball fun. From playing in kilts to the Savannah Banana Nanas dancing on the field during a rain delay. I mean, it's crazy. I first came across him on TikTok one night while I was just browsing and probably spent about an hour watching all of their videos. They had me absolutely crying, laughing, and I was like, I need to know more about this team. So I was really excited and really happy to have gotten the opportunity with head coach Gillum today. So sit back and enjoy this interview with America's newest favorite team. All right, so what's going on, Coach Gillum? I'm excited to have the opportunity to talk to you today. Like I was saying in my intro here, I actually came across you guys on TikTok before Instagram. And ever since then, I've just been in love with the team and the content that you guys put out. (laughs) Man, (laughs) the TikTok thing has absolutely blown up. Um, So the story about TikTok is we didn't have a TikTok until June, and – one of our interns, Savannah, her name's actually Savannah. So oh, wow. uh, she's from Texas. She was one of our interns this summer. She was kind of pitched it like, hey, we need we need to get a TikTok going. And so she took the reins and ran with that, which is really cool with our front office and, and everybody that works in our front office. Like she pitched it and it was mm-hmm. her idea and we let her run with it. And she actually she killed it. And right now, I think we just surpassed um, 300,000 followers. Yeah. And I think um, that makes us um, – I think we have – now we have more followers than every Major League Baseball TikTok. So, it's been really cool to see that, man. It's uh, it's our best social media platform right now mm-hmm. in engagement. And uh, kudos to Savannah for doing that. Uh, but it's been, you know, it's just another, it's the new thing, you know, and a mm-hmm. lot of new, we have a, a lot of new fans because of TikTok. So yeah, man, I'm glad you were able to join. Yeah. It's, I think I just saw, I just looked early. I think it was like 330. Dang, thousand. it's already got, I looked yeah. at it like four days ago. So <laughs> that's how that thing rolls, man. It's cool. It's crazy. 
But uh, I did give a brief intro for you and what you've accomplished so far. But something I found pretty interesting was your quote on your website and your Twitter thread. Also, the Twitter thread that you posted, um, basically just how you started, that the yeah. one you have pinned. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty incredible story to read. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, but the quote being, my life goal is to have a positive impact on one million people through baseball, education, and exercise. And the reason why I find it so interesting is because, well, most people really only care about themselves. And as I'm doing my research, I'm thinking, man, this guy really has devoted his whole life to helping others and making as much as an impact as he can wherever he's at. Um, so my yeah. question here would be, you know, what motivates you the most to be willing to help and to have that positive impact on uh, these people? Well, Joe, I'll tell you what, man, if it wasn't for a baseball coach, uh, my high school baseball coach growing up, you know, I, I might be in jail or dead right now. Um, he made a mass impact on me and really changed the path um, that I was going down in high school. You know, um, mm -hmm. he is uh, Eddie Collins is his name. He is the now the winningest high school coach in America. So he's won more games wow. than any high school coach in the country. And uh, the crazy thing is, man, he's obviously he's a really good baseball coach, but he teaches more about life than he does baseball and mm -hmm. made a massive impact on me. And um, I've always carried that, you know, um, mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, because of him, I wanted to be a baseball coach. If, if it wasn't for a baseball coach, I would be doing who knows where I'd be. So that's the number one thing. Um, I always knew I was going to coach. I was going to coach since I was a sophomore in high school. It's always something that I've really look to do. And, um, once I got into college and was, you know, really figuring out my degree, it was, you know, what do I want to do? And it was, I want to coach. So what's going to allow me to coach, um, a fallback plan was always, I can get my education degree and be able to coach in high school if I wanted to do that. But I really wanted to coach in college. So I got my education degree and then I got a minor in kinesiology and then I got my master's degree in education with an emphasis in sports administration. So would allow me to be an athletic director or, or teach at the college level. And right. so um, once I moved to South Mountain in 2011, um, the, the pin on Twitter that you're talking about is I named it the bet on yourself mm -hmm. um, kind of thread there and just kind of talked about my journey. And, and it's, a, it's a journey that's a lot uh, that's very similar to a lot of other uh, assistant college baseball coaches as they're trying to make things work, you know, um, especially those first five to 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you're eating a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and ramen noodles and, yep. and sleeping on couches and shoot, you know, from my standpoint, yeah, I, I slept in my truck a couple times, you know, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was, there was a lot of people that impacted me along that way. And, you know, where I'm at today, you know, I, there's a saying that, you know, when people um, are doing good things, they stand on the shoulders of giants. And that's the coaches that I've had. That's the teachers that I've had. That's um, the guys that I've worked with, you know, the assistant coaches that I've worked with. I've, I've been fortunate enough uh, to be around some really high level thinkers in the game of baseball and uh, just fortunate to, you know, learn from those guys and steal some of their knowledge and continue to use that towards, um, my teaching here at South mountain and with the Savannah bananas. And so really, um, what led to 
my it's really my north star right now my my life goal is to have a positive impact on 1 million people through baseball education and exercise in 2000 um 2016 i was driving back from texas we just finished winning a championship in the texas collegiate league mm-hmm. so i was driving back uh, it's a 16 hour drive uh, from college station texas to phoenix arizona and um, I, I really got tired of listening to music uh, along the route, and I said, you know what? Let me play around with my phone here, and I found that purple button. That's a podcast, mm-hmm. and you know, po- podcasts were just kind of um, kind of getting hot at that time, and so I basically listened to podcasts for like 14 hours straight, and man, that changed my life, really. Um, I've learned so much through different types of podcasts, and um, I teach a healthful living class at South Mountain and with the podcast and the healthful living class, um, I ran across a couple different things that really combined me to say, you know what, you need to set a goal that is very tough to achieve. That's out there. It's a big game plan. And that most people would fear. And I kind of got that from a Will Smith YouTube video that I saw. It's about just, um, you know, if you're not impacting somebody every single day, then what are we all really doing? You know, so that should be something Mm -hmm. that we strive to do every single day. But also um, stepping outside of fear and and setting a massive goal that's um, that would scare me, really. And so. yeah, January 1st of 2017, I set that goal. And, uh, you know, it's been my North Star and it's directed me on a lot of my decisions that I've made along, you know, along the way since 2017, you know. So um, that's what I'm trying to do, man. I've had a lot of people yeah. impact me. So um, I know if, if I can have if I can have an impact on people, um, you know, one person a day eventually I'll get to that million and we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like when I get to that million. I just, people's asked me that a lot is like, Hey, how do you mm-hmm. know when you get to a million, you know? And it's <laughs> like, you know, to be honest with you, I'm just kind of trusting the process and like mm-hmm. when it shows up, I'll know, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You really do have an awesome story, but yeah, I mean, podcasts themselves, even like I would, I don't know if you ever heard of Andy Frisella. I haven't. I don't know him. No, he uh, he owns a uh, supplement company, and okay. he's big on uh, podcasts as well. But I would listen. He's a very, um, how should I put it, straight to the point, just hard guy. Like love that. Yeah, and uh, you know, for a while I had to make a uh, about a fifty minute drive to and from work, and I just listened to that. Yep. Um, and then right before I fall asleep, and it really does. It really helps so much. Just with your mental state in general, just being able to focus and getting a different mindset, which leads me to my next question, because obviously mindset is a big part of your game. Um, You know, like on Instagram and Twitter, your posts, um, I see. But I mean, your mindset really has to be in correlation with your game or else you just won't be able to make the most out of yourself, really. And I do have a quick story because I was probably one of like the biggest head cases, but not not in a in a crazy kind of way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very like low key, um, not like acting out or being rational or anything like that on the field. But uh, just a pretty or a funny example here. 
when I was in Babe Ruth, which I don't know if Babe Ruth is, is a yeah. universal term, but, yeah. um, or like early high school and I would pitch and I hated pitching. It was, I just hated it. I couldn't seem to ever find the strike zone or I would just throw it down the middle. But when I really didn't want to pitch, I would literally sail the ball over the backstop, like <laughs> over the, <laughs> over the fence. And exactly. It was laughable. Like even for me at the time, because like I hated pitching and I just wanted to play the field and hit, but that's a good no. way to get out of that. I was like, man, hey, this guy's not very good. We need to let's go get the next guy. Let's get yeah. him out of there. Yeah, the crazy part, like they always just believed in me. And I'm like, listen, I'm I'm literally I can't even throw it like two feet in front of me right now. And uh <laughs> but another funny story, I was my senior year, so um, you know, I played everywhere my senior year. And junior year, we didn't have the greatest team. So I played literally every position on the field. And this day specifically, I was playing second base and against a pretty good team whose school was about probably three times the size of ours. And the stands were packed. The outfield was everything was packed because they just got a brand new field. So everyone wanted to go out and say, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we were already getting crushed, but there was a grounder hit to me um, to my left. So easy, easy out, easy play. I could I could have just tossed it to first and for some reason I just when I threw it I just never let go of the ball and it just sailed straight in front of me straight into the dirt and all I remember is the literally the crowd was roaring on the other on the other side of the stands and laughed laughing and I'm like oh my gosh I was so embarrassed my dad was the assistant coach he I look over he's got like his hat over his face I can see he's laughing his shoulders are moving up and down He's like hunched over. Everyone's laughing. And I was laughing too, you know, but it was just always about that mindset for me because it's just so important. You know, if you, if you think, oh, I'm going to sail this over the backstop, you're probably going to sail it over the backstop. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And even just in general with everyday life and everything like that. But you know, how important is it for you to make sure that your players are in the right state of mind uh, when they're between the lines or even off the field? You know what I mean? So yeah, it's really important. We've got a saying yeah. with the bananas, and it's called flip the switch. And it's flip the switch is our way of thinking of getting back into the moment and being where our feet are. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two goals with the bananas. We're trying to be the best entertainment in the world in sports. And so we're trying to entertain fans. And then we're also trying to dogpile and win on the field, right? So right. I love to dogpile. I love winning. I love being competitive. That's who I am. Um, like Gallup's strength finder to basically say who you are as a person. That's what we do at South mountain. All the faculty have to do that test. My number one is competition. So that's who I am uh, to the core is a competitor. And so I want to win in all areas. And so focus is one of those main Mm -hmm. keys. Anytime that we focus on things we can't control, that's outside of our control. uh, The stands, the umpires, uh, the field, the weather, any of those things, anytime we're fa- focusing on those things, it's taking away from the opportunity of focusing on the things that we can control. And so we have a saying called flip the switch. And what we try to do is go from entertainment to baseball to entertainment to baseball and be able to flip the switch and be where your feet are and be as good as you possibly can. But it's not just a baseball thing. Like it could be definitely mm-hmm. a life thing. Like, 
going from going from work to home with your family or um, trying to get something done and then um, you know one one project done and then you have to go get another project done um, being able to flip the switch get to the next thing be where your feet are it's it's very important in life because that keeps us in the process mm-hmm. right too many times in life we think about the macro of things and that's like our big vision goals our telescope goals that are down the road for like my baseball guys that would be like uh, my junior college guys trying to get to the division one level or trying to get to professional baseball that that's a good goal to have that's a great telescope goal but there's probably um, 250,000 baseball players in America that that have that goal so having that goal that big vision goal is not separating us what's separating us is our microscope goal that zoom focus that day-to-day focus that is going to allow us to continue taking those steps to get to that telescope goal, right? So we definitely need to be uh, present. We need to be in the moment. We need to play the game pitch by pitch, uh, but we also need to live our life second by second and try to really focus in the moment wherever we're at because that's the only thing that we can control. And those small moments over a long period of time, they end up – gaining momentum and then you know you look up and a year later and two years later and five years later you've got an awesome result of something that you've accomplished Mm -hmm. right so it's just being about being in the moment flipping the switch and and being present yeah it's flipping the switch basic great way to look at it that really goes a long way so but that brings me to my next question here have you guys ever had to really draw the line between having fun and saying, okay, you know, listen, flip the switch, you know, it's time to focus on the game and let's, uh, you know, save the fun for after we win. You know what I mean? Because they're all, you know, experienced college players already. Right. So they, they know how, they know what to do. They know how to win. It's not like they're, you know, we're in Babe Ruth, but does that happen often with you guys? Um, I think there's always just a mixture of having fun. When you when you have fun, you're more relaxed. I think you would have to define um, what you would consider having mm-hmm. fun. And um, you know, I I think I think the best players are the guys like, you know, the Yadier Molinas, the Javier Baez's, um, the Fernando Tatises. You you would argue that those guys would have fun all the mm-hmm. time, but there's a focus there at the same time. Yep. So um, that's that's really what we're trying to look for: somebody that plays with emotions, but that is really focused in in the moment on what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, like Beltre. So that's Beltre, Miguel Cabrera, yeah. guys like that. Yep, they. Always, yeah. Beltre's one of the best at it, right? He's always had yep, the, the fun, but you know, flip the switch. So, yeah. So that's the type of players that we're looking for with the bananas. Those, those guys that can do that, because usually, when those guys can do that, they play less stressed, so they're more relaxed, which I think leads to better outcomes right. on the field. Yep, definitely, definitely. But so, as far as scouting. Are you guys actively, you know, scouting players for the bananas or I'm just curious how um, in general you guys operate when it comes to, you know, acquiring new players and stuff like that recruiting? Yeah, sure. So it, 
we're always looking for uh, the best players, the guys that fit um, in our environment, yeah. right? So usually kind of how the breakdown is, is usually in July of the summer before is when we start our recruiting. So let's say recruiting for the 2021 summer, all right? It started Mm -hmm. in July, and usually it starts right after the draft. Um, I've been coaching summer baseball for about 10 years now, so I've made connections all over the country. So I'll have guys start reaching out about um, taking specific guys. And I've got guys that I trust, coaches that I've trust, that have always sent me good players. So um, I rely on those guys. Um, they know who I am personally and what we do with the bananas. So that makes it easier. Um, they know what type of player um, to send to Savannah. And that, pl- that type of player is a guy that's tough, a guy that's selfless, a guy that's outgoing, a guy that's talented. So we're not just looking for, you know, only talented guys because there's some really talented guys that don't fit within our environment, you know? Um, So we're looking for guys that want to step outside of their comfort zone that want to give back and impact the fans that want to sign autographs that want to, you know, bring a kid down on the field and play Mm -hmm. catch with him. Uh, A guy that wants to play with emotion, Um, a guy that wants to get better every day. Um, A guy that wants to, you know, play professional baseball. That's the type of guy that we're looking for. So um, we look at all over the country. We've had guys at every single level, NAI, D, D1, D2, D3, junior college, every level um, uh, we look for guys because there's guys that can play at every level. So um, the best way to get on our team, though, is, is really uh, we look for a lot of guys that have uh, experience, so a lot of times I look for guys that are older, um, that have played in a summer league before. I think a lot of times it's good when they come into our environment and they have a perspective of what summer baseball looks like. Um, uh, the number one thing, if, if you would want to you know, play for us in the summers, you got to put up stats somewhere. Um, that's the easiest way. You know, if you don't put up stats, then um, you know, it's really hard to get on right. our team. You got to be really, really mm-hmm. toolsy. Um, you know, to be able to make our team. Um, I've probably got a thousand emails, text messages, phone calls of, of guys wanting to mm-hmm. play for us. And so we're, we're trying to filter that down to the right type of guys, not always um, necessarily the best, most talented, but the right type of guy to be a banana um, is what we're looking for. And so a lot of that is, like I said before, a guy that's selfless, a guy that's tough, a guy that's competitive, a guy that's talented. So um, those are the types of guys that we're looking at, but we're always recruiting and uh, we're always looking at yeah. for that right. Awesome. Fit. So how does it feel to day in, day out, completely sell out in tickets for every game? Um, like we were saying before, I think it's 88 games. You guys, especially now with the TikTok going and people really noticing, you're probably going to have to, because uh, what's your max? Is it like 4,100 4, or something? It's a little over. It's a little 45? over forty five hundred, okay. I believe. Yeah, uh, a sellout for us is mm-hmm. four thousand. Um, we averaged forty two hundred, a little mm-hmm. over forty two hundred, and I think it's somewhere close to forty five hundred is what we can actually hold yeah. inside the stadium. Yeah, you guys might have room. to uh, expand soon. You yeah. think? <laughs> that's yeah. that's the goal. That's what we're always looking to expand. We're yeah, always seriously. looking to grow. I mean. Everyone wants to watch the bananas play. Me too. Hopefully one day I can get down there. Um, 
it's probably quite a ways away, but hopefully one day I can get down long weekend or so. But I would assume people are coming from all over the country to watch. Yeah, really, man, all over the world. Uh, We've had people from England come, especially when we've Mm -hmm. done the kilt game. So if you've seen any of the videos of Mm -hmm. us playing in kilts, that's one of our go-tos. We're actually 3-0 in kilts over the last three summers, (laughs) so I'm pumped about that. Um, You know, so it's a crazy time, but we we got a lot of people from, like, uh, Ireland and England um, that love the kilts, and they actually came over. We've had people from all over the world um, come to our games. So, yeah, especially all over the country. Um, we've sold merchandise all over the world, but it's tough to get a ticket. You definitely have to Mm -hmm. sign up early. Um, we've got a waiting list right now. Um, usually a lot of our games sell out in like March, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, you definitely got to plan ahead and and try to get tickets because it's really not a thing to be able to go to like our will call on the day of the game and get a ticket. Like you Mm -hmm. can't do it. So, um, our front office has killed it, though, man. We've got a, a great marketing um, team and customer service, and um, it, it, it's really cool to watch those guys. I've learned a lot from that entire team yeah. in our front office. We have 14 full-time staff in our front office, which is the most in summer collegiate baseball. I think it's the most in wow. minor league baseball, um, the most full-time staff. So they work year-round. And uh, we're trying to make it the best sporting event in the world, man. That's the yeah. goal. So um, that's why you see so many sellouts. And, uh, man, it's fun. It, a lot of people explain it as uh, we went to a circus <laughs> and a baseball game yeah, broke out. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Man. I love the kilts, too. And I love the uh, banana nanas dancing, too. And also you dancing with your, with your oh, wife. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, she uh, – uh, I'll have to give yeah. her all the props on uh, the dancing video. Um, that that one mm-hmm. went viral on TikTok. I think that's our most our most viewed TikTok is me and her dancing on the field against our uh, dancing first base coach. Yeah. Uh, I actually just posted yeah, that one on my uh, uh, I, Instagram I, story right before this. <laughs> <laughs> <Did you? laughs> man, I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. No, it was fun being able to do that with my wife. She, uh, I think she got a lot of the love on that. And uh, there's a lot of yeah. comments on that as, man, she's hot. What is she doing with that ugly dude? Yeah. Like, yeah, I had to do a lot of convincing on that one. I, I, I kicked my coverage Did you guys on practice that for, for sure. that or is it just, is that natural? Yeah, so uh, I loved a two, uh, two-step country swing, man. I'm, I'm originally mm-hmm. from Oklahoma. Uh, I grew up um, on a ranch. My dad's side of the family rode bulls and rodeoed a lot. So, um, yeah, naturally, like I grew up, I, I love dancing and, uh, so that's something we, we did all the time. And then it just kind of got pushed to, uh, Jesse, our owner being like, Hey, we want you to do a dance off in like the fifth inning against the dancing first base coach. And I'm like, cool, I'm all in. Uh, we'll see what we can do. And so that's how that all went. And, uh, nobody, nobody knew we were going to pull mm-hmm. her out of the stands, but, um, that was definitely, uh, the smart thing to do since uh, she's a lot prettier than I am. Yeah, that's crazy. You just you can't find that anywhere else. And like you were saying, your front office has done a great job. And I mean, you can even tell just from like we were talking about the TikTok, you know, grow how much that has grown and just staying with the trends and making the fans happy. It's all about the fans. I mean, really, you know, and like I was saying, too, it's no surprise the bananas were recognized as 2020 best employers in sports by front office sports. So 
Yeah, that's an awesome, uh, that's an awesome mm-hmm. little award right there. I mean, and kudos to those guys. I, I'll say this: um, our ownership and our president um, Jesse and Emily Cole are mm-hmm. our two owners, and Jared Orton is our president. And when COVID hit, um, obviously there was a lot of summer collegiate leagues that shut down that couldn't do it, that didn't want to pull it off, and um, you know they just couldn't make it happen. And you know, we were lucky. One, Georgia was a, a, a state that opened up early, and we were lucky that our front office and our ownership is was all in on trying to figure out how to do it and do it safely. And the cool thing is, like I said, we have we had fourteen full time staff members, right? And so a lot of people are getting furloughed and laid off at that time. And Jesse and Emily were committed to everybody on the team. And so nobody got let let go. Nobody got, um, you know, any, you know, decrease in money or any of that stuff. So it was really cool that um, they were able to figure it out, find a way to get it done, do it safely. And uh, we played, you know, we were one of the only teams in the country that played baseball in a pandemic. And uh, man, we, we did it safely. We didn't have any positive tests yeah, all summer nice. from our team. So uh, it was a mm-hmm. win-win all the way And around. now is the team owner um... – what was his name again? The owner, Jesse, and he's yeah, the Jesse one that Cole. is in the always in the yellow outfit, right? Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so he uh, he wrote a book back in uh, 2018 called mm-hmm. "Find Your Yellow Tux." And, That's what it is. A tux. Um, it's about standing mm-hmm. out of the crowd. Yes, it's about standing out in the crowd and and finding what your yellow tux is mm-hmm. in life. Right. So it's a it's a great book and. Um, he's a, definitely a forward thinker, uh, a person that has a lot of ideas. And one of our sayings with the bananas is if, if it's normal, do the exact opposite. So you see that a lot within our business plan and, and, and our game. So if you come to our games, you're going to see a lot of, uh, things that are mm-hmm. out of the norm. And that's what, that's what makes it great. And that's what a lot of fans love. You know, I'll be, you know, you said it earlier about, you know, selling out games and then getting all kinds of different fans. I I can't tell you how many fans that I've had come up to me in Savannah and say, Gillum, you know, I'm not that big of a baseball fan, but I love coming to bananas games. And, you know, I think that says a lot about our product Mm -hmm. of entertainment and that we can, that we're not only, um, you know, entertaining baseball fans, but we're um, reaching out and finding other types of um, people that aren't baseball fans in general, and we're yeah. making them baseball fans, you know? So uh, I think it's pretty yeah. cool. Does anyone in, else in the uh, Coastal Plain League, you know, do this sort of thing and really make, you know, how the Bananas do with the fans and just in general? Or are you guys pretty one of a kind here? Yeah, I'd say a lot of the stuff that we do were pretty unique, but uh, there's been other teams in our league um, that have adopted some of the things that we do, and and uh, they try to run with it. Uh, I would just say, you know, it's uh, nobody has a guy running around in a right. yellow suit all the time. Uh, no, nobody has a coach in the mm-hmm. third base box with boots. Uh, nobody really has a dancing first base coach. So, yeah, there's pieces uh, that um, – other teams have, have taken away and learned from. And, man, to be honest with you, man, we, you know, we're looking to share what we're trying to do. We're not trying to, you know, hold this thing close right. to our heart or anything like that. Like, we're trying to share, like, it, it's worked for us. Um, you know, before we got to Savannah, Savannah was a minor league team, and 
they really didn't have very many fans coming to games, and that's why that minor league team left. And in 2016, we came in and, um, you know, the Bananas organization figured out how to sell out games. And now we've sold out 88 straight games because of what our model does. So we're trying to sell sell what our model uh, is and how we market, how we do customer service, how we entertain. And we're doing workshops um, throughout the year where um, companies come in and, and we kind of uh, we have a we have a. Um, uh, bananas fans first playbook and uh, we share what we do with those businesses not just baseball but also mm-hmm. other companies so uh, it's a cool model uh, it's worked for us and uh, we think we can help other businesses and companies yeah. along the way really just amazing story amazing team story for you everything together but um last question too did you guys sell out um for the winter camp is that still going on yeah yeah, I think we're uh, I think nice. we're five people away right now. Yeah, so I, I just got a couple more that mm-hmm. came in. So, yeah, man, if if uh, that's what we're trying to do, we're trying to do uh, as much banana stuff year round. That's one of our right. new goals is we're not just summer baseball. So we're trying to be baseball year round, and one of those first steps is having this winter camp. So we're excited about the winter camp. We've got forty five people signed up right now. There's only. 50 uh that can uh sign up that's our that's our mm-hmm. max for this year uh but we're trying to make the best camps in the world all right so um we want these kids walking away with never forget right. moments and i had some of those as, as as growing up as a player um and i'm trying to combine all of those never forget moments at camps into one winter camp and really all of our camps and so uh, that's our goal. That's what we're shooting for. So hopefully we do it. It's going to be yeah, it's gonna sounds be a blast. Like it. Really awesome. I'm really happy we got to talk today. Um, the Bananas are definitely lucky to have you as their head coach. And I'm sure I'm glad that I got the opportunity to pick your brain a little bit here today. But before we do go, let all my listeners know where they can find you at on your social medias, like on Twitter, like the story we were talking about. Do you, do you know your handles by heart or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys can find me on social media at Gillum13, and Gillum is G-I-L-L-U-M-13. Yeah, so um, any anybody wants to reach out, talk shop, love to talk shop with you. If I can help you out in any way, please let me know. And Joe, it's been a blast, man. I appreciate you taking yeah. the time and having me on, Thanks. man. Awesome. Love what you're doing. So go give Coach a follow on all his sites, and make sure you guys check out the Bananas, too. If you haven't yet, check out their TikTok, their Instagram. You guys won't be disappointed for sure. But that's all from me today. Thank you again, Coach Gillum. And I will catch you guys next time on the Prospect Podcast.